NBC Sports Football Morning and American columnist Peter King. What do you think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Atlanta, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back. Chase Thomas Podcast taping this on a Wednesday morning first timer. Shane Sams uh, all the way down there in Warner Robins, Georgia. Warner Robins. Back, look, look, there's some Warner Robins crossover. I have my part view helmet over here next to me, uh, Shane. I know you're a Centennial guy, which is uh, also a big thing. So I think Tennessee, where I'm an alumni and here locally, just picked up the, the corner uh, over there at Centennial Five Star. So excited about that one. Uh, but my first question to you. How hot is it already in Warner Robins, Georgia, in mid-April, sir? Uh, that's what we talk about in uh, down in Georgia. We get the uh, basically get all the seasons in a week. Uh, last week we were getting hot, and we get about the mid eighties. Mm. Uh, when we go through the weekend, it gets cold, and right now we're in the middle of the uh, cold mornings and mm. getting a little bit warmer in the afternoon. So you, you wear a jacket because it's about forty something degrees in the morning. Then you eighty degrees, sun's beaming on you, and you're ready to roll. So it's just the weather in Georgia. You get all four seasons in uh, one week. It's fun. What's the biggest difference between living and adjusting to life in South Georgia versus uh, the greater Atlanta area? I think the biggest thing, you know, I would say a lot of people would say traffic is going to be the biggest difference. Mm. But living in a town with the Air Force Base, the uh, traffic's just as bad in huh. Central Georgia. Um, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, my, as my five-year-old says, it's the tall buildings. There's not mm. as many tall buildings and it's a little... He always says, Daddy, it's a lot more flat land down here um, <laughs> than being up there. So, you know, just we just came from Rome High School, being the OC mm. of Rome High School. And up there, it's mountains. It's yep. all that stuff. And then you get here. So that's the biggest difference. I guess my five-year-old puts it the best way. Man, you're going to clear it. You're just getting all over the place. Like you're in Rome. You're in Greater Atlanta. You're in South Georgia. You're just going to just find your way all around. Maybe you're just bouncing around. You're getting the full scope of the state of Georgia. Uh, that's it. I joke around my wife. I say... Uh, I guess we're fortunate. We lived all across the state of Georgia. Now we can tell you every single part of the state, and, uh, all that stuff. So we definitely lived and uh, experienced different areas, which has been good. We've been able to meet really good people, uh, really good coaches, a lot of friends and uh, great areas to live. And it's been a good time. There's no doubt about that. I like it. Uh, how's spring practice going for you right now? So we'll start spring practice on April 27th. Mm. Um, and then we'll go to about May 12th. But right now, you know, we're in the middle of just the weightlifting, getting the equipment. Mm handed out all those things and in that terms everything's going really well we got a lot of excitement from the kids we see those things happen in their body a lot of energy uh, a lot of buying from the community which is huge so it's good we're excited about spring football starting up here shortly 
how do you like I've talked to just different coaches about their different you know you know their unique spin on their offseason program what does your offseason program look like do you break it up into just uh, different quarters do you break it up in cycles like do you have a consistent plan that you put together year over year what is your offseason plan like I think the biggest thing that we do is we come up with a consistent daily plan. Uh, it takes mm. a lot of time, um, but we're going to come out to every hour to the minute plan of what we're doing, what everyone's doing to the hour to the minute of every single day. And it, it's strenuous now. It takes a lot of timing uh, to do that. A lot of time sitting, meeting and discussing and going back and forth to do those things. Um, and then, like you said, we kind of break it up in components. You know, mm. we break the off season up into two components, which is going to be your your weightlifting, straight strength build, get them, you know, tone up stuff like that. And then we break it off into the kind of we call it the uh, pre pre football stage is what we're in right now, getting ready for the season. Um, and then we have the two stages that we kind of go into the football season. Um, when we get in the football season, we got the beginning stage. And then you got that one that, that towards the end that you're battling for state titles, but you still got to make sure their bodies are good to go and take care of their bodies. So just break it up into different stages. How long did, I mean, when you look back at the Ware County tape, how long did, uh, was there a gap between you want to go back and see what that looked like? Well, so I started in February, got yeah. here in February. Um, and you know, the biggest thing is we looked at it. We took a look at it as the coaches that we brought yeah. in, kind of saw some things that we thought, um, were strengths and we thought were weaknesses and things we needed to hone in on that. And, you know, where's the very good football team, very mm. coach, very well, they got a lot of good athletes and, um, that's what we got to make sure we attack those things now. And so we kind of put a thing on it that, Hey, it's a fresh start. It's a new beginning mm. you know, in the six state titles. That's great, but it's a whole new year and a whole new expectations and everything like that. I think the biggest thing that we tell them right now is you climb the mountain, you got to the top of a mountain, uh, we got to find the next mountain. We got to find the next mountain to climb and get there and start climbing that mountain right now and not look behind us anymore. Let's look forward. There's got to be some pressure there, right? Like you come in in February and obviously in the state title game and next year, it's going to be good. I'm glad they brought back the bins. Uh, I'm glad yeah, that that's absolutely. happening. That should have never left. I don't know why that ever left, but it should have never left. Yeah, it's unfortunate that some teams didn't get to play in there and weather was a factor for yes. some games. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but. But when yeah. you come in in February and you know, like when you took this job that like, hey, this the expectations are high at Warner Robins uh, story program, a lot of talent in, uh, in that neck of the woods, um, six straight title game appearances. Like, did you get kind of nervous? Did your wife go, this is going to be a lot like you're walking into just a ready to well oiled machine that we got to win right away. There's no learning curve here. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I was the OC here from 16 through 18. Mm. Um, at that point, you know, we kind of took over. We started building it back. Uh, then we went to two state titles. And then you kind of leave. You know, for me, I just chased jobs, chased titles. And it was, mm. it was a good learning experience. But you talk about the pressure. Well, you know, we talk about that. It's a lot of people told me, like, man, coach, you're going into it. You're not going into a program that's at the top. Mm. You know, there's a lot of pressure that you got to keep there. And if, you know, one thing messes up, people will be like, oh, look, you didn't do it exactly. Mm you know, you didn't keep it going or anything like that. And I don't know, my wife would tell you that we embrace it. We enjoy mm -hmm. it. We love it. And I think the biggest thing is it pushes you to be better every single day. Uh, there's not a day that you can take off. There's not a day that you can just sit by and say, Ooh, look where I'm at. No, it's a day we got to push, get better. How can we get better? Uh, push to be elite. And the same thing we tell the kids too, you know, uh, you can't get complacent. That's the biggest thing that I guess I tell the kids, the coaches and myself can't get complacent. The minute you get complacent, somebody's going to catch you. Uh, so, so complacency is the biggest thing that we discuss and talk about. Um, but I don't know, the pressure's there. 
you know, does it get to you? No, I, I embrace it. I enjoy it. And it's just fun of the process. I mean, you think about any big time program that anyone's a part of, there's a lot of pressure with those jobs. You look from the high school level to the college level. I mean, Kirby Smart, he's got the pressure to go back again and do it again, do it again. Um, so you got to enjoy the pressure. If you want these type of jobs, you got to want the pressure with them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't want Kirby Smart to keep coming back like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm actually that. opposed to that. Uh, Shane, I'm, I'm opposed to that. Um, when you look at just your your position battles, I know it's early and you haven't gotten through uh, spring practice yet, but when you start looking at the personnel and who you're going to have uh, for this fall, what position battle intrigues you the most heading into spring and summer ball for y'all? I think the biggest thing first is going to be at our DBs. I think we got mm. a, a good amount of DBs um, that can all play ball. And mm. I think it's going to push us to be elite at that spot. I think the same thing at receiver. I think we got a lot of kids that – um, are going to come with a receiver that can play and they can ball and they can start for a lot of programs. And we got great competition. And I think when you got great competition on those things, it, it makes it huge to push those kids to be better. Um, and then, you know, for us too, it's going to be critical at the uh, offensive line to see who steps up. I know we graduated a couple guys that taking our program. And then that position battle is going to be, like I said, y'all got to battle to see who steps up. So who's going to mm. be the man of this position. So those are probably uh, the three positions I'm excited about watching. For Warner Robins fans watching this who um, saw last year's squad and uh, what uh, Warner Robins has looked like of late, what do you think is going to be the biggest contrast to what they saw last year versus what your scheme is going to bring in to the to the demon fold here? I think physicality is hmm. going to be the biggest thing um, that you're going to get a little bit more of. But we've kind of really harped on the weight room of uh, strength, getting stronger, getting hmm. physical, um, and a nasty mindset. <laughs> uh, you know, I know a lot of people talk about that and they say that, um, but we're going to harp on being physical. We're going to harp mm -hmm. on those physical teams that we want to strike you and we want to come after you. Uh, and that, that's probably the biggest thing that we're going to – you're going to see the difference. Is it going to happen right away? No, it's a process that's going to take some time to get to. Uh, but physicality is probably going to be the biggest change we think that people will see. Over your coaching career, if you had to – if I, like, just polled – uh, all the different folks who have coached against you. What do you think is the biggest pain in the ass about coaching against uh, Coach uh, Shane Sams here? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is one thing that is one I'm going to say is, is having great coaches around me, to be mm. honest with you. Um, it's not really scheme. It's not really anything like that. Because I think, you know, a lot of people doing the same things on scheme and stuff like that. I think it's just be honest with you that, you know, one of the things that I really harp on is treating people with treating coaches, treating people with a lot of respect mm -hmm. uh, in return, being able to surround yourself with really, really good coaches. And so I think, you know, when they say, hey, you're going against one Robbins or Coach Sams or anything, it's not just me. You're going to go against a lot of elite coaches on the same staff. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that I try to push for is hire the best and the most elite coaches in the state, um, get them apart, treat them with respect. And that's that's it. I like it. Um, hardest player you think is going to replace uh, from last year's team this year is going to be who? Um, I think the biggest, there's no doubt that Big Burley uh, mm. got a guy that's left that started for four years. Um, when you got someone like that that's been on your defense for a round, you know, I remember when I was here to my last year coaching, he was an eighth grader and he was sitting <laughs> on the sidelines all the time. The dude was big and we knew he was going to be a player. Mm. Uh, but, you know, like I tell people, um, you know, I tell our kids coming in, you're not looking to be him. You don't mm -hmm. have to be, him. be yourself. Be, you know, be who you are. Uh, we think we got some good players to replace them. 
And you're never going to fully, when I say that, you're never going to fully replace a kid like that. But you're going to place it in different ways. And that's what I tell the kids. You know, I'm excited about the kids that we got coming back and how they're going to work and stuff like that. So I'm excited about that. I like it. Um, quarterback spot, are you feeling pretty good there? Quarterback spot, feeling really good about that. Um, we're returning a guy. He got injured in the middle of the season. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. He's, um, you know, really pushed far past um, the recovery date, stuff like that, and his timeline. So we're excited about that. He's working his tail off, and we think we got him in a good QB school and uh, working those things. So excited right there. Position group you're most comfortable with. You're like, I, I'm. we're good. Or like, even if it's like some position battles to play out, like I, I'm feeling pretty good about the depth and what we have there. Again, I would say it's going to be receivers and DBs, mm. uh, both sides of the ball. I think we got players right there that, you know, and I feel solid for. I think we're going to have really good competition. It's really going to push some kids. Uh, and then when it, when you got those positions where you can push each other and fight for positions, I think you bring the best out of kids. And that's what mm. I'm excited to watch. I like it. Um, when you look at the 2023 schedule, what's your early thoughts on it? You feel pretty good? You know, that's the thing I'm excited about because when I look at our schedule, um, I think we pay – the good thing about us is we face really, really good coaches, really good programs, mm. and I'm excited about it. I think it brings good competition. You know, the biggest thing is I tell everyone that you want to play opponents, you want to play coaching staffs and all those things that are going to push you and make you better. Um, just the solid Ws, hey, we get a win there. It mm. looks good, but it doesn't help you out in the long run. You know, it makes you struggle, I think. You got to work on the scheme. You got to practice. Got to push everything to be elite. So when you look at the schedule, I know we're playing some really good football teams. We're playing some really good coaches, and uh, I'm excited about that. I like it. Um, the best thing you've eaten at Warner Robins. What's your go-to spot? What What have you found that you've really enjoyed with uh, you <laughs> and your a, family? That's a good question. Um, it seems like it's changed from the couple years mm. that uh, that I've been there. So me, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Like I love. I like chain restaurants, but I like local restaurants, mm. and um, those have been coming around but there is a mexican restaurant that's been here since i think it was here before i was even born mm-hmm. so lj's i love that place i'll eat there man if it's a mexican place i can hit it quick real fast get some food my wife and my son love it so it plays out perfectly what's your order uh yeah it's combinations number one cheese enchiladas rice i can tell you off the top of my head i've done the same thing yeah. for probably 30 something years now um that's great I, that was quick you were ready to go uh, I, can, I can pick up the phone I can say, hey, order for Shane. They know exactly who's ordering it, um, and they just go to put it in. Now they know my wife's and my son's order, so it's pretty good. Oh, no. It's only 1025 here, and I'm, like, getting you hungry, getting you ready Mexican food. It's not time yet. It's not lunchtime. That's it, man. Look, I get hungry fast. I could eat now. Okay. So. Are you a coffee guy? I'm not a coffee guy. Not a coffee guy. I, uh, that's one thing I've, I've been able to stay away from, I guess you could say. So you're up. Like, what time are we getting up every morning to attack the day, Coach? Right now, I usually get up at 5.30, but for some reason, my five-year-old decides he wants to get up at 5 uh, to start the day. So uh, now I'm getting up at 5. Mm. I don't know what's gone in him. He's he's up at 5, ready to roll. And I'm like, man, even on the weekends too, I'm like, man, get some sleep or something. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a routine at 5 right now. I like it. Um, when you look at, I mean, just across the board, like for folks who are most curious um, about just you the person what would you tell the fans um about like just who you are and what kind of coach you're going to be for this team you know i tell all the time is i'm going to push kids to the brink i'm going to push them to be the best they can i'm going to get the best out of them 
Um, and then I tell them it's tough love all the time. Mm. It's, it's, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you like my kid. And when I love my kid, I want him to be successful in life. Mm. So I'm not going to let you just do whatever and, oh, man, good job or anything like that. I'm going to push you and stuff like that. But the biggest thing, I think, is um, caring about players, caring about kids uh, outside of football, too. You know, mm. that's, that's the biggest thing is we get these kids for so long and we push on weightlifting, but want to be involved in their lives. And I want to make sure they know that if they need something, man, they're, they're at some spot and they're tough in their life or they're somewhere, man, they can pick up the phone and call me, call any one of our coaches and just, hey, I need some help or I need this. Hey, man, coach, we got no food. I need some food, stuff like that. So the biggest thing I think is just caring and taking care of people. man. I think that's huge in life. I love that. Um, so w- when you're not coaching, what are you doing? What are you doing in the off season? Do you get uh, away? Do you go to the mountains? Do you fish? Do you golf? What do you do? So that's a great question. You know, when I started out coaching, it was like football, football, football. Mm. I would get this mental block of like, oh, <laughs> but, um, you know, me and my wife and my son, we go camping. So okay. when I, when I go home, I put my phone away. Mm. Uh, I'll focus on my wife. I'll focus on my son. But if we're not doing football, we uh, we go camping. We go camping and we go hiking a lot. Um, so we go a lot of places where there's no cell services, hiking off trails and stuff like that. So and we go bring pack a bunch of snacks, eat randomly inside of mountains and trails and stuff like that. So I don't know. We just enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun time just to get away. So when you say camping now, are we glamping? Are we doing the full on tent? Are you doing an RV? Are you doing an Airstream? Are you like doing a cabin in the woods? Oh, we, we talk about clamping. I guess, I don't know if it was full on glamping because we, yeah. we got a very small pull behind bumper camper that we pull. So we okay. go everywhere. When I say small, it's small now. So it's me, my wife, and my son in there. And we're mm-hmm. right, you know, we're right there next to each other. So it's not a full blown RV. There's not a lot of space, but we spend a lot of the time we use that just somewhere to sleep inside. Mm. Um, you know, like my wife will joke around, we're not going anywhere without AC. So it gives us a little <laughs> bit of AC, but we're mm-hmm. probably outside that camper a lot more. So we got it out, fire, you know, we do a lot of cooking yeah. fire and everything like that. So uh, I guess it's in the middle of your quote unquote tank, uh, tent camping and mm. your camping, I guess you can say, but yeah, we don't have the full blown nice RVs or stuff that people got, you know, so. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Maybe one day. I told my my wife, we joke around that when we, when this is all said and done and we retire that we won't have a house. We'll just have a big camper. We'll just travel the country. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My parents said that and they're now in the early sixties and I'm convinced that's a pipe dream. My mom's never signing up for that. That's something I think my dad would do, but it was one of those they just said. And I, I wonder if my dad was like, I'll get her to, to join up. But I think the older you get, you're like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to live my life a, in a different way. That sounded better when I was when I was younger. I don't know. That might be a tough sell with your wife based on the AC comment there. We uh around as long as we have a spot on the beach that we can camp at on the beach. And I see my dream would be is that I can retire, go camping on Saturdays, uh, pull the camper up to Tennessee to all the different, just go to different college stadiums and, and spend yeah. the night, tailgate, go to the game and then go back to a campsite. And, uh, you know, just go experience a bunch of different stadiums and stuff like that. would be fun. There you go. I like that. And Neilan, man, it's always rocking. Things are up That's and great. up. Uh, it's, it's great time. I need to get back up there. It's been a couple of years since I've been up there. So you get there. It's a tough ticket now. Uh, that's the problem when you're good at everything again is everything is a lot more expensive uh, across the board. People want to see a winner. And when you're at a Power 5 SEC program, it uh, it uh, gets a little pricey pretty quick. Um, do you have a game day routine? Do you have something like you a ritual or that you have to do every every Friday afternoon, Friday morning? Do you have something like a walkthrough, a playlist? Do you have anything like that? 
So every single game day, uh, I'm going to wake up. And ever since my son kind of became of age of being on a walk, him and I wake up and we go to Waffle House on game days. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Enjoy a good bit of Waffle House. And um, I, he, we, we get the all-star special. We split it. He gets an extra waffle with a bunch of chocolate chips and chocolate uh-huh. milk. And I start with school um, loaded of sugar. So it's a, it's a good routine. And then probably my next one is just I pray right before the game. Uh, kind of find a quiet spot for me and just just pray and just, just kind of pray for everything and pray for my family and um, pray for all the kids on both sides and pray this is a fun game for everybody. So uh, that's probably my biggest routines that I have. I like it. I like it. Um, have you ever had the pork chop at Waffle House? I had a Joe House in the Winger on last night, and he had he told me he got the, a pork chop at Waffle House. And like, I'm a big Waffle House guy from Atlanta originally, but like, I've never seen anyone eat the pork chop at Waffle House. I've never eaten the pork chop at Waffle House. Have you ever gone down that rabbit hole? I've never gone down that rabbit hole. You know, honestly, I say, man, I'm gonna get the burger today, and I get there. Yeah. And You're never like, gonna do like it. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Like when they come to me, what do you want? An all-star special. And it's like, oh yeah. man, I didn't even mean to say that. It's just routine. So never had anything else other than the all-star special really at Waffle House. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a go-to go-to thing. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't beat it when you, you're you're a routine guy. Like uh, you're just like when you find something you like the what it's the combination platter, uh, your favorite Mexican restaurant or that. Like you you got your routine focus guy. Uh, and, I start. I will tell you, we, we cook at home a good bit, but once we start uh, finding a restaurant, it's like that restaurant comes that same continuous day every couple of weeks. So uh, it's like uh, we found a restaurant, Dos Bros in Rome, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, whoa, we've been here like two, three times a week this week. And we we <laughs> calm down Dos Bros here. So, uh, but it's good. I like it. I like it. Well, Coach, how did the good folks in Warner Robinson across the state of Georgia support your program this spring and this summer and uh, any in, in any way possible? Say that one more time. Oh, how did the good folks uh, watching in Warner Robins and the state of Georgia support uh, the Warner Robins demons this spring in the summer? Oh, yeah. They, it's been a lot of good support. Uh, a lot of good support. You know, one thing special about Warner Robins is we got fans spread out across the state and around the country. So mm-hmm. you can go anywhere and you wear this logo and they know exactly who it is. Obviously, when you're like you're talking about when you're winning, everyone especially knows. And it's just fun because one of the things here is you know, my dad played here, my uncles played here, my cousins played here, my sister went here. Uh, so it's good. You got a lot of people that like my uncle, my dad's played with, they're coming back and they want to be supportive and all those things. So it's uh, a lot of good support. People come out, it's finding ways to help, which is huge. It's fun, special, I'll tell you that. I love it. Well, good luck to you this spring. Spring practice right around the corner. Summer ball, beat the heat down there in Warner Robins, sir. And uh, we'll have to reconnect before the season gets started. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was fun and enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking with you. So anytime you need me, just let me know to be a part. All right. Thanks, Coach. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you that you're interviewing, mm-hmm. your um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. 
Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.